So, yesterday was Daf Ayin Vav, number 76. Today's Ayin Zion, 77. So, uh, the, the, the multiple of seven is how you keep track of what Daf it is. If you know what day of the week it is, you just remember where's the number seven and the multiple of seven, and then that's how you help remember it. So, today's Monday, so it's this, that's the day that uh, we hit Dav Zion, and that's the day of Ayin Zion, 77. So that's a, it's a good trick, my, my Chavrusa told me. Anyway, so uh, today is Daf Ayin Zion. Yesterday was Ayin Vav. We're learning Rufur Shlema for Hadassah Bas Ronya and uh, Yehudas Basara and Rachalea Basara and Amy Bastvara and anyone else who needs a Rufur will have a mind as well. And we'll start a review from the um, the towards the top of the page on the Ayn Vav, talking about various types of injuries. So if there's a uh, hole and um, the hole got sealed, so um, it, basically the rule is is that if uh, that you have to there's a test if um, the man would have um, a bodily emission and it would open up, that would still be a puzzle. But if it holds fast, so then it's kosher. So Rava says, well, um, um, where is the hole located? If it's below the, the, the crown, so then um, then it's, it's uh, then meaning past the crown, so then that's never a problem, because even if it's fully cut off, it's not a problem. So it must be on the crown itself. At the tip, at the at, not the tip, at the the inner edge, um, and um, basically that's the case. Now, Mari Bar Mar also said in Mar Ukvanim Shmuel that that's on the crown itself, the beginning of it. That's uh, what we're talking about, and uh, the same test. Now, Rabbi says, um, how do we test for this? How do you find out if, if that's an issue? I mean, uh, so the answer is is that you have to actually go through uh, an experiment. So the way to cause him to get aroused talks about uh, taking a loaf of uh, barley bread that's hot and placing it on his backside, and that causes this experience that it should uh, that he should get aroused and uh, have um, and cause him to ejaculate. Okay. Now, um, and, and then you could see if it works or not. If it, uh, so, Abai says you don't have to assume that it's that you have to go to such an extreme measure. You could just bring colored pictures, and that will cause him to get aroused. So, the, you know, colored clothing. So uh, that's not you don't have to assume that he's so um, aroused, easily aroused, like a Barzila Agiladi. So, uh, if anything, the first answer it makes more sense. All right. Anyway, bottom line is. Um, we said the whole the reason why it's possible is because it doesn't come out like uh, it should. Uh, it, it only dribbles out the the, the semen. Um, if it's sealed, then it's kosher because then he can't be molded, he can't impregnate. Now, and this is a, a type of soul that is closer like share that it can re, it can repair. How do you and it's uh, as as opposed to other injuries that uh, do not get better. And that's an example. Of that is, if the person has a, uh, or whatever, an animal has a hole in his lung, 
so that even with the, even if there's a um, something plugging the the hole, it's not considered. It's still considered a trefa. Um, that's what we look for. I don't know if you the the checking of the lungs. There's something called sirchas. Sirchas are exactly that. They're checking the lungs to see um, if they're you know if they're if it's smooth. That's where the word kalat comes from. That it's smooth. The entire lungs are smooth because uh, that means that there's no issues. Um, fascinating. Anyway, so that's the story. Um, but, they have uh, to lower the um, the requirements in regard to that. I, I learned the. Uh, oh yeah, you looked into it. Yeah, right. I those halachas uh, fifty years ago. Oh yeah. At the time that I was going for smicha. Go for right. And so I, I asked the rabbi, you know, I says, "What's the possibility of like, getting gun? Maybe 30 percent." Right. Well, the rest doesn't give them, give them back, or you know, they give. So I mean. Has things changed so much? But everybody gets caught now, and if you don't get caught, then it's not kosher. Right. You know what I mean? So, so there has to be the, the standard has to be changed. It had to be lowered. It had to be. Right, right, right. Uh, the the demand for cloth is so uh, is so uh, right. Right, so I, I think right. I think I've, I seem to recall that uh, they said over from Rav Moshe Feinstein that he says you know I he was out there with the animals. Or he says it was maybe one in ten that was glad. He says it was so rare, and uh, he says it was a, a chumra. It was such a straight a great chumra. So he says if they're saying that it's glad, it's probably kosher. Don't buy it if it's not. If they're saying it's not glad because at least if it's glad, at least it'll be kosher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, like, like for sure it's not glad. Yeah, at least it might be kosher. It's a better chance. If they're already saying that it's not, you know, that it's not glad. Then, uh, you know, I had an uncle had a butcher store, and he says that uh, before glad became popular, yeah, this was popular. He lost a lot of business and work. Right? He said, "My, my meat is more kosher than that glad." He but, helped by his uh, by his uh, by his thing, right? In the old days, you know, you used to go to, you used to see, what do you say, busser, busser. Busser, busser, right, busser, busser, right. That's all it said. It didn't, that was right. Who knows? No, no, that doesn't want to that way. All right. Anyway, so Rafi Di Barabin is that uh, what is the way to cause it to, to, to fix it? It's amazing. Apparently, this was a system that was done in those days. They would uh, bring, uh, you know, make a cut around the hole. Uh, and cause blood to come out. Then they would spread fat on it, and then they would bring an ant, a large ant, that would bite into that area. And the, by biting it, he sort of like holds fast to the skin. And then they would pop off the head of the ant, and it would stay on. Um, and then it heal on together, and that would that's the hope that it'll fix it. Um, and that works only with a, a piece of with a with uh, using a barley to make the cut because we know uh, metal can cause in, in infections and it's only with a small hole a large hole it's um, it's not going to work at all uh, it's still it can the the it could peel back off and and open back up okay once the scab heals now Rabbi Barahuna says that somebody who urinates from two places is is already not capable of impregnating. Is not is apostle of a bakal. Is not accepted. Not allowed to marry uh, Bas Yisro. Um, and Rava says that Allah is not like that. 
Not like the son and not like the father. Not like Rabba Baravuna and not like Ravuni either. What's the father's halacha? The father said, an interesting halacha, women who are involved in lesbian activity, so they're unfit to marry a Kohen. And, um, and, even, uh, and that's not true. That's what he's saying. The halacha is not, Rabba is arguing on that. The halacha is not like Ravuna. Even Rabbi Lazar, who says that two people having relations with each other, not, ma- not in a state of marriage, renders her um, a zona and un- 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 not allowed to marry a Kohen, uh, which is a, a chumr that, that we do not hold up. We hold that only a bias iser, only a bia, an act of relations that's forbidden. So if she had relations with a Gentile, that would render her a zona, according to halacha. But we don't paskin that if she had relations with a fellow Jew, then it's a problem. So then um, that's only if it's, uh, if it's a, a, a man. But if it's a woman, then, um, then it's, then, then it's, then it's, uh, uh, pretzus, it's, it's only pretzus balma. It's not really, uh, it's obviously not, not saying it's an appropriate activity, but it doesn't create prohibitions on her to marry a coin. Okay, next um, we talked about is... Um, um, the Pitzuadak and Kroshavkar let him marry a Gioris and Meshachreris, but then they're um, only Asr Lavi Bekal. Because that's what the Pazuk says, Leavi Pitzuadak and Kroshavkar Bekal Hashem. So the Shiloh was asked, Rav Sheshes, what about a Pitzuadak Kohen? Is he allowed to marry a Gioris and Meshachreris? And the reason why it's a question is because, look, he's a Kohen. A Kohen is not allowed generally to marry a, a, a convert or a freed slave. Um, so, uh, but he's a Pzuadaka, so therefore he's not, you know, he's not allowed to marry by Sorel. So, like, the, does that mean he's not allowed to marry anybody? So, what's the deal? So, the Gemara says, uh, is he Bikdushasekai or is he Lav Bikdushasekai? Does he retain his sanctity or not? So, um, Rav Sheshas brought a proof because it says, it talks about a very similar case of Pzuadaka of Israel is allowed to marry Nasina. Now, um, why, if he stays with his full kedusha, why would he be permitted to marry Nesina? Um, it's a iser of losas chatimba, so uh, it must be that uh, he lost his status of kedusha Yisrael when he got his entry of suadak. So Rava says that's not the real pshat of there. It's not because he lost his kedusha. It's because the whole issue of marrying uh, anybody from the seven nations was because we were afraid that the kids are going to be subverted to idolatry. Um, here, there's really very little worry about the kids because there's no kids that can, he can't have kids. So that's a difference. Um, so therefore, they never made the decree by Nasina who was tricked us that they weren't from the seven nations, even though they were, and that's the deal. So the Gemara says, um, uh, what about a mamzer? A mamzer can have kids, and yet a mamzer, and, and why we will allow, we should disallow a mamzer from marrying a nesina. We know that a mamzer is allowed to marry a nesina. Mamzerim unesinim is mutarm lovers of possess. So the Gemara says, obviously, when they made a decree, they made a decree only by kosher, not by people who are apostle. So, um, so then Rabbi says, you know what? Everything I said is, you know, scratch what I said. It's not true. Really, because the apostle of Zion Amamin is not when they're still a Gentile. The Isra to marry from the seven nations is even after conversion. And my proof is because it talks about chasnas. It talks about not to marry them. Marrying is only possible if they converted. So even if they converted, it's prohibited. So it must be as to do with Kedushas Yisrael. So if anything, it could be that Rav Sheshas does have a good raya over here, good proof. 
So then Rav, Je- Rav Yosef asks, is that true that there's no such thing as the word loschatin can't be applied to a Gentile? What about the fact that Shlomo vayischatin Shlomo is Basparo? He married Basparo, Melech Mitzrayim. So the Gemara says that true that he married her, but that's because he converted her. Ah, they didn't accept any converts in the times of David and Shlomo because the Jews were in their you know their height of influence, of power, of wealth. So the Gemara says that's yeah right, but that's only um, if they're if we think that it's because, that they're only converting for that reason. So you're right, then we wouldn't accept any converts. But uh, a woman who herself is a princess from her nation. So she doesn't need the wealth. So then we we would believe that it's um, that it's you know that it, she needs it. Uh, what's fascinating is about just bring this point. Did he convert her to for marriage? And itself is a problem, you know. Like uh, right. right, yeah. I was saying uh, she's uh, so so. I don't know. That's an excellent question. So the Gemara says even so. Even if she did convert, convert, it would be prohibited for him to marry her because she's a first-generation Egyptian. And don't tell me that you know the Egyptians nowadays aren't the original Egyptians that were prohibited because um, they all died in the uh, Yamsuf, and basically it's a new nation that lived there. We we know that we are we we assume that the Egyptians are still the Egyptians um, because Rabbi says at least in the time of Rabbi he said he was a chaver of this fellow whose who's name is Minyamin, who was a Ger Mitzri, Rishon. And he says, I'm going to marry a, a, a Mitzvah Rishona, so that my, and my kid will marry a Mitzvah Shnia, so that my grandchildren will be allowed to marry Kalisar. So you see, he's taking on the assumption that he is definitely an Egyptian that has these strict restrictions. So Rav Papa says, don't ever bring proof from Shlomo Melech. Okay? Um, it's like what my Rashiva used to say, Rabbi Beryl Wine is to say, never confuse Jews and Judaism. Mm. Just because Judaism says one thing doesn't mean that's what Jews are doing, okay? It's always a big, very important lesson. You remember that? He, oh, yeah. That's something oh, he, yeah. he, 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 he beat this on, on our heads. Oh, like, yeah. So that's the thing. Don't bring a proof what Shlomo did that it was appropriate, okay? That's really what he's saying. And now, obviously, we, you know, we shouldn't question what Shlomo's doing, and obviously there are questions... There's answers also, um, but the you know like we're not we don't mean to disparage Shlomo, but the point being is is that Shlomo didn't even do any marriage at all over there. It was an act of promiscuity, is what the Gemara is saying, and it's a different story. Um, and the, even though it says Vayischatin, it doesn't mean that he actually did a marriage. It was um, it was out of his uh, extra love that he had for her, that it was his if he married her. And uh, the, but the fact that the pasuk takes him to task for what he did, obviously it was something wrong with it. Okay, so um, don't assume that it's fine. Okay, now um, the Kumar them brought down is that uh, on, on the original din of Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes brought a right because we said Abzuadaka Yisrael is allowed to marry a, a Nisina. Um but that, that's not what it says. Ravina S. Ravashi says it doesn't Mishnah says Abzuadaka. And a Khushavkar Mutur Mutarm Bigaris Mushakuris. It left out Nasina. Sounds like not allowed to marry a Nasina. That's what our Mishnah says. So he says, Yeah, but look at the next line. It says they're not only us or love a bakal. Um and Asina sounds like a Nasina, they're permitted. So you can't prove anything from the Mishnah, and that was the end of that discussion. Took us to the next discussion, a fascinating uh piece. Again, it's a really a great intro to um 
to Shavuos, the whole you know, backstory of Shavuos, of Rus, is all about, is, you know, we're, we're learning the, the history around it. Um, so it says that, uh, that you're not allowed to marry anyone from the nation of Ammon above, um, and the Isser is for all generations, and then it goes away. But their females were never prohibited. They're always permitted, even first generation, Ammoni, a woman, um, a convert is permitted to marry a Yisrael. So um, in uh, Mitzri and Adomi, their uh, Isser is only for three generations, and that's for both male and female, according to Tanakama, according to Rav Shimon, though Nikavis uh, are mutter right away. And Rav Shimon says it's Kavachomer, if by Ammoni and Ammonis, which is Asr by the males all generations, still the women are mutter right away. Kavachomer, that where the Isser is only three generations, surely the women are, are permitted right away. Um, so they said, look, if that's Allah, it's one thing. But if you're telling me based on logic, there's, a, there's an argument. Okay, so he says, no, I disagree, but uh, I'm saying over what's Allah. I'm not telling you my own. It's not based on the Kavachomer. I have a tradition on it. Okay. We'll see more. We'll explain more in today's daf about what the Machlok is. Now the question is, where is the source for this din of Amoni, Vlamonis, Moavi, Vlamavis? So Rabbi Yochman says, it's a whole story, Pasuk, in and Shmuel, where Shal saw David going to towards the Plishti, and he asked Avner, "Who is this kid?" And Avner says, "I have no idea who he is." Now, what? How can it be that uh, Shal didn't know who David was? He was. He it says earlier that he loved David, and he was his uh, arms bearer. That's a you know like it's like he was like his uh, he was um, squire. That was his squire. I guess that's what they call that position, right? Um, and very close with him. Um, so the question is, who, he was asking about his, uh, his, 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 his father. Who's his father? How could he not know his father is? His father, Yishai, was a very, very famous man. It, talk, it described that he was Baba Nashim. That means that he had, uh, had 600,000 Talmidim, you know, Hasidim. He's like a famous Hasidim Shreba, you know. 600,000 Hasidim, uh, you know, following him around. So uh, obviously he knew he was. So the question he was asking was a more deep question. It's like, do I have to watch out that David's going to be a melech or not? That's the question. Um, is he um, um, is he from the tribe from Peretz or is he from Zerach, the two sons of uh, Judah? So if he's from Peretz, then he, then he's meant then he's destined to be king because Peretz is. Uh, Breaking, uh, you know, breaking a path, which is a which is a concept that a, a kingly concept that a king, you know, can make a path through anything and nobody can say anything. Um, but if he's from Zerach, then it just means that he's going to be a leader. But it doesn't mean necessarily that he's going to have to watch out that he's going to be a king. So, um, and um, the reason why he was bothered, why he realized that there's something special about David, is because when Shol put on his uh, armor to, to David so it, it, it fit him and it was unnatural that it should fit him because uh, Shaul was exceptionally tall, he was head and shoulders above everybody else in height um, the fact that it fit him was miraculous means that it's meant for David to be able to wear clothing of the king so, meantime Doegadomi steps in over here and he says don't even ask if he's free, ask whether he's fit to be king you should ask whether he's fit to marry into Klal Yisrael because his great grandmother is, is none other than Rusa Moavia. 
So Avna says, what are you bothered by that? That doesn't mean anything. It's Amoni Vlamonis, Mavi Vlamavis. So he says, I said, Mamzer and not Mamzeres? So he says, no, there I understand the Mamzer is, uh, is a quality, Mumzar. It means that the, the act was done to produce the earth that was forbidden. It applied to both men and women. Um, I, why don't we say Mitzri Vlamitzris? So the Gemara says, here the Pasuk explains why not. Because it says, Asher lo kidmu eschem belechem of amayim. So, and that's only, uh, that's a claim against the men, not against the women, because women, it's not the way for them to walk out of the house. So the Gemara says, um, what do you mean? Men could, could serve the men and women could serve the women. Um, so the, the, Avner had no answer. And then the king said, go find out who is this Elam. Now why do you switch from Elam, from Na'ar to Elam? So he says, because it's Nisalma Mimcha Allah, you lost the law. It's like hinting to the fact that they don't have a clear answer. Go ask to the base Medrash. And sure enough, they went to the base Medrash and they got the same answer. And Doig had all the questions. And again, they were, sti- they were stuck. Doig was a very sharp person and they didn't have any good answers. So they wanted to say, okay, we don't know the answer. They wanted to say, he's not fit, blah, blah, blah. At that moment, Amasa been, uh, got up and he's called Yeser Yishmaeli because he held his sword out like a Yishmael and he said, anybody who doesn't listen to my halacha should be stabbed by the sword. It's, I have a tradition going back to Shmuel, the Bezdin of Shmuel that says explicitly, Amunu v'lamonas v'lamonas and he's mutter love bakal, and then that's the end of the discussion. Well, so that's where we got up to yesterday. We're finishing the story. Um.